It's the Chartographers. Everybody. Uh, guys, we're having mimosas right now. It's the Chartographers, Music Loving Podcast, Music Loving People. This is the first time we've done like an early afternoon taping. Thanks for while. accommodating me. Absolutely. Well, we oh, just well, we had to accommodate me too. Yeah, so it worked okay. out great. But I just wanted to see Bobby in the afternoon. Uh, Bobby and anywho, uh, so it's me, Evan Saudi. It's co-creator Taryn O'Reilly. It is special guest at Chartographers. All Star, uh, Bobby Evers. Hi. Hey. hey. Uh, so uh, listen, we just did our Saint Vincent episode. We did the ranking. It was fun. I had a good time uh, i had a mimosa but most importantly though we need to do the thing we start off at the start of every happy hour minisode for a free wheeling fun time discussion guys what is the worst saint vincent song goodness i know um it's it's tough because there are some that are definitely forgettable right that's and the thing so that's that's sort of a black mark like they're like i'm looking at these track lists and i'm like I don't know offhand what neutered fruit sounds like. Or hysterical strength. No. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, do, I don't have an answer to this question. Yeah. Her, her remix of uh, Girls Like You by Maroon 5. Hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Tell me how does the Apocalypse song go? Oh, it has that uh, it has that electronic intro that I can't think of right now, but it's like it has this very kind of like stuttering intro and then goes into the rest of the song. It's very good. <laughs> How do the Trust words me. go? It's... Bobby, I'll pull it up in a second. It's God good. damn it! So yeah, the apocalypse yeah. song uh, I think is very good. No, yeah, not her worst. I don't. No. That's the thing is I don't I don't have an answer for this. I really like for the first time I truly have no idea. The sequel? How does the sequel go? <laughs> <laughs> the very drab and arty. It's really boring. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, probably the biggest. Has, like, yeah, she has boring songs, but she usually my one for this is either like horrible lyrics, which I don't think she ever really touches on. Not really. Yeah. Um, or like obnoxious sounds, which she, <laughs> besides like the fuzzed out guitar, you some could argue, but most of the time that happens, I'm actually enjoying it. Yeah, so I don't, I, I was surprised that you eventually wanted to save me. Well, what I, uh, save me from what I want, given the intro is that harsh keyboard, that kind of sound that goes in. Oh, is that what opens? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's the, the synth strings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, but the rest of the song's so good. Yeah. It like it does that, and you're like, "What's happening?" And then as soon as it that breaks with a single like drum hit, and then it's like a fantastic little weird indie pop number. Um, I will say about "Save Me from What I Want." I I have a, a good association with that because my my friend Kelsey, who honestly we should have had on as like the fourth guest. Okay. I should have I should have lobbied harder for her. I'm sorry, Kelsey. She did a cross stitch of Saint Vincent. <laughs> Uh, already like where this is going with like the hair and the the everything and uh i think she posted it on instagram and saint vincent used it as the like backstage pass vip things for like the the people the the staff yeah and um so that was like a huge thing for her but i think that the the sad note was that like she didn't like credit her she just like did it it was like oh I mean, I'm, I'm honored, but also just like, give me a shout out. So then once I saw the cross stitch, I was like, I commissioned her to cross stitch me one that was her holding a guitar with the save me from what I want thing to like give as a gift. Because like, that's, I don't know, that that is an interesting thing to hang in your home to remind yeah. yourself to save you from what you want. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. 
Good. That's the most Bobby story I've ever heard. <laughs> Please commission a cross-stitch. A cross-stitch for emotional chastity. Can you do that for me? That'd be great. Uh, more importantly, though, uh, the thing is that she is a fascinating person. For the longest time, uh, I mean, we're not really huge personal life people, but it's also the fucking happier mini so We're talking about whatever you want to talk about for the artist. Because uh-huh. it's our podcast and not yours. Oh, God. But more importantly... Uh, I think it was just interesting that, uh, like, honestly, there was a long time people didn't know that she is a lesbian. Uh, there was kind of just, like, no real discussions about it for a while, but I guess because she's had two songs on the Twilight soundtracks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, over the course of time. Oh, the man. The one with Bonnie yeah. is actually really good. Yeah. It's called Rosalyn, which is, I think, one of the characters' names. I don't really care. I, but... just, I just made the connection that she did music for those soundtracks and then dated that person. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Oh, God. Oh, she did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember being right. really mad when I found that out because, like, I'm not the biggest case two fans. I was like, Annie, Ew. you can do better. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of you just saying case two. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't she, I mean, like, doesn't it make no you just one, want to, like, disregard? No one says that. People say it. <laughs> I've been on the interwebs. I've been on I was on a Reddit once. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was weird. <laughs> I mean, the, the other thing, though, is that, like, do I like Kristen Stewart? No. Has she given some performances that surprised me? Yes. And also, if you look at their personalities... It kind of makes some sense. They're both very dry, sort of humorless, (laughs) um, extremely introverted. Like, it makes some sense. The Cara Delevingne thing, on the other hand, um, made even less sense to me. And that was, they were like a hot item for her, too. That, like, that, like, raised St. Vincent's profile in a way I don't know that she was expecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she was suddenly, like, in the T-Swift crew. And right. like, didn't she play with Taylor Swift live once? Yes, she did. Well, one time uh, when she was doing her last tour and she kept bringing guests out. Oh yeah, Beck. She, she brought out Beck and St. Vincent to do uh, Dreams by Beck because that was a single at the time. Dreams, dreams. So random. Uh, yeah, but she was doing her signature Ernie Ball guitar, which she uh, premiered there because she's in tight conjunction with the company on that and she's a great guitarist, so that's what she did. Mm-hmm. More importantly though, Bobby Evers has, well also the sad thing, I was sad to find out that uh, she and Kara had broken up, uh, I think, right before Mass Seduction's release. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it's it's fine. I'm not worried about her. The well, thi- don't we think Young Lover is about their breakup? I thought so. Yeah. But was, anyway. But it was interesting. Also, I was reading an interview with David Byrne, how he talked about how uh, she apparently is very... Uh, you know, careful with her personal life. She doesn't mm-hmm. talk about it a whole lot, even mm-hmm. though we know a lot, decent amount about her. But even David Byrne, fucking David Byrne, the human enigma that that is, was just like, yeah, I don't know that much about her. You yeah, know, like after the working, yeah, yeah, like after working with her for like three years on this album and touring with her and all this stuff, it's like, yeah, you know, like he just kind of like he respects her art and they're not like yeah. tight. Yeah, which, which I think is you know that makes sense for both of them though. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> They connect on that intellectual level, you know, which mm-hmm. is fine. Uh, more importantly, Bobby Evers has seen St. Vincent perform no less than four fucking times. Yes, that sounds right. Walk us through. So the first time was, I think it would have been, I think it was before <laughs> Actor. Okay. I nice. think it Wait, was really? Like, yeah. During Marry Me? Damn. Not during, it was, it was probably like right before Actor came out. And then there was like another tour the next year and I went with some coworkers and that was fun. I think it was, I think I liked it better the first time, and the second time I was like, okay, I've sort of seen this. And then she was a pitchfork, and she was amazing, because she, like, 
did she like smash the guitar or smashed her head on the guitar? And it was like, Annie, Whoa. what are you doing? <laughs> Annie. Annie, are you okay? Annie, are, are you okay? okay? Are you okay, <laughs> Annie? where she was like playing a bass drum with her head or something. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. I missed all of this somehow. Yeah, it's yeah. probably on YouTube. Okay. You can watch it. Yeah. But And then I saw it at Chicago Theater with my friend Mike Bukowski who would get me into free places. And there was a heckler during the beginning. And I mean, like a heckler, but he was like, a drunk fan who was like, let's talk more rock. Play the hits. And it was like, but what are the hits, sir? Tell me what the hits are. Tell me which singles you like the most. The Strangers. Got it. Go. Eventually he excused himself and the people around him, like, including me, like, gave each other a thumbs up. Like, yeah, fuck this guy. And then I, I, I wrote a concert review for, uh, the Chirp Radio blog for that, uh, show that was in the form of an open letter to the heckler. Mm -hmm. And so like I used that form (laughs) as like a way to chastise him and heckling in general and also like review the concept. I'm like, oh, it's too bad that you left because she did this amazing thing in deep detail. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. And then St. Vincent used that review as part of her backstage. Right. And then discredit me. (laughs) Motherfucker. God damn it. Uh, Yeah. I love that she also, she said that, uh, I watched the KEXP uh, performance that she did for Mass Seduction, where it's just her and an acoustic guitar, which is great, which is, yet again, more iterations of the Mass Seduction songs, which I'm fine with. Uh, But, you know, uh, they talk about your fashion sense is very interesting. She's like, yeah, no, for this cycle, uh, I just went ahead and uh, most most things don't cost more than $60 because I bought them uh, from stores that sell stripper clothes, so... <laughs> uh, which is great. Alan, the, the the way she presented herself visually on Mass Seduction, I thought was fascinating. Like this bold, like almost butch, like this like, you know, strong, confident, well, sexualized version I, of herself. I feel like that was a direct result of the exposure of like performing with T Swift and having a like a, a relationship that was literally in tabloids because tabloids care about Cara Delevingne and yeah. like mm-hmm. having, for some reason like. So all of a sudden, even even we saw if fucking Valerian. like the the music off of self titled, obviously it was very that was very successful on its mm-hmm. own. It was album of the year in a bunch of publications, but it wasn't like mainstream in the way that Mass Seduction was. Like I saw ads for Mass Seduction. She did a bunch of performances, like high profile performances, like late show. night shows, yeah. and like and it was the commentary on like this sudden new exposure that she'd gotten to the country, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like a lot of the times we sort of compare her to like Bowie or Prince sometimes, or like, like this, these sort of legendary people, but like, who are her peers? Like, who would you say is in the same like level as her? Like who, who are her contemporaries? I don't. Lana Del Rey. I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh... The thing is like, I don't, know that she has them in the same sense like i i can't think of other musicians who are putting out work like this right now right and i think that's why she gets compared to bowie and prince so much because she's like a guitar god right she's and she's just such a singular entity in and of herself because no one's exactly doing what she's doing she's not like the modern day fucking lita ford of the 80s you know guitarist that's like oh my god a female can rock i would almost say janelle monet but their genres are are quite different so utterly different but here's the thing i think in terms of cultural visibility that feels about right because like both very openly queer. Yeah, with very, celebrity romances. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the thing, but the other thing is that, like, because, I mean, I'm thinking about other female-fronted groups or acts. I'm like, she's surpassed churches and sort of, uh, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, chiverches. Chiverches. Yeah. But that's true. I feel like they could have been considered peers at one point. Chinomone or churches? Churches. Yeah. yeah. At one point, certainly. They, they would have, they, they probably did play... I was about yeah they I probably you know together. played pitchfork okay. together. They I'm gonna probably... I'm gonna throw something out there. You know what I think the level she's at right now. I think she's at like the national. I think she's yeah. like that level of like an XRT. I think she's better than the national. I mean I agree. Yeah. I mean I agree with especially with their most recent stuff compared to their most recent stuff. But I think she's at that about that level in terms of like like exposure and exactly in terms of being able to sell out probably the same types of venues. Okay, that's term, fair. You know, yeah. Right, exactly. Like arcade fire. Maybe even like Beck currently, you know, with his standard. You know, mm, yeah. I, well, mm, three years ago, I would have said Arcade Fire was on a different level. I think. Maybe they I think probably now they are probably on a similar level. Because, um, yeah. like, Arcade Fire was selling out arenas for a, bit, a minute yeah. there. They are not anymore. Correct. But they were, mm-hmm. and I don't think she, at least with her career thus far, there's no way she could sell out an arena. For more information, check out previous Chartographers episodes on Beck and the Arcade Fire. Ew. <laughs> Edit that out. I hated that. <laughs> In case people weren't familiar with who these artists were. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think anyone listening to the St. Vincent episode doesn't know who Beck and Arcade Fire are. <laughs> that being said, though, you know what I feel like she's on the precipice of, and I feel like this album really proved? She's on the precipice of a pop hit. Like, I could see mm-hmm. her, maybe not, like, top ten or something like that. She did yeah. break through in the top 40, I but think. But some, yeah, yeah. get like, some I feel actual like radio play. Fast, yeah. slow, disco could have been. I know, it feels like it was a hit that wasn't, you know. Fast, like slow, almost disco, T-Swift or something. It, again, I like it a lot. It just needed to be on one girl's episode. I think yeah. it, a fast, slow, disco needed to be about 20 clicks faster. Yeah. And yeah. then it would have been a hit hit. A club It would have been, yeah. like... Played in gay clubs, especially with that video. Yeah, that, that gay club video. Literally just a gay club. Yeah, mm-hmm. all these bears in leather. And she and but she looks so fucking great. It. She's like sweating and like pushing all these guys yeah. in leather harnesses around. It's just like you go. I love this. Yeah, we were looking at the music videos of her earlier. It was. Uh, it's been a journey. For oh her. yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, so the f- first music video I saw from her, I think, was "Actor Out of Work," uh-huh. which is quite literally just like an actor audition like Mm -hmm. she's the cold uncaring casting director and it's all these actors like fake sobbing and laughing maniacally and it's just like a cute little thing um marrow the video is like she's walking down a dirt road oh yeah and then she passes some cops and every time on the chorus it like freezes and the camera shakes and then there's like a car accident Mm -hmm. It's, it's like in a cornfield at night kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also, well, Bobby, he was also the one who pushed earlier this week the uh, fact that she did the Nirvana uh, rock and roll induction ceremony, which is like, Taryn wasn't as surprised. I think it was pretty bold for, you know, fucking Dave Grohl and Kurt Novoselic to invite <laughs> <laughs> to invite St. Vincent to do the Kurt Cobain part of fucking Lithium. Yeah. Like, who, it's one of the things where. Who I've, else would they, would they have gotten, though? Who Paul McCartney do a song on that level? I mean, at this point, yes, because he's done songs with fucking everyone at this point. Yeah, he's a fame whore. I think that he did do a song with them. Yeah. Can we talk about Paul McCartney's new song, I Just Want to Fuh You? Is that real? Yes. Yeah, produced by Ryan Tedder. P-H-O? No, No, F-U-H. What? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm scandalized. Oh, dude, it's 
horrendous. <laughs> oh. It is. It is so generic. It's it's Ryan Tedder. Yeah. It's a Ryan Tedder song sung or by Paul One Republic. Yes. And it's Jesus. rough. The same guy who wrote Halo for Beyonce. Oh. And check over Beyonce. Counting episode. Stars. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Apologize. Yeah, it's too late to apologize. You know, oh my God, if St. Vincent was on a fucking Timbaland album, though. Oh. <gasps> Wait, but now I need that. <laughs> well, apparently that was the thing where I guess Soundwave, who is kind of the go-to top dog slash Kendrick uh, producer, uh, apparently he helped uh, craft the beats for, uh, or at least the electronic part for Los Ageless. Uh, and because of that, I guess like he was also working on a Kendrick album at the time. And so uh, she came in and just soloed over like 20 minutes of material he was working on for Kendrick. And none of it made the final cut of the album, wow. which was like still like the fact that she's like working with Kendrick's producer on this shit. And they're just like, yeah, this might make the album. Who knows? I'm like, fuck yes. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, Maybe yeah. it still will someday. Yes, I'm, I hope so. One in the vault. Yeah, throw it in the vault. That's what we gotta do. Anyway, I'm just very excited to see where she goes. <laughs> I'm excited to see where she goes next. I really, I feel like, I, uh, barring something else, I feel like that top forty thing will probably happen. Yeah, I, feel like I think she, that given her schedule, we're not gonna have a new album until 2020. Yeah. She should just play the Jareth character in the remake of the Labyrinth. <gasps> oh my God! Yes, she should. Are they remaking Labyrinth? Not is to my happening? knowledge. This okay. is just an idea. I, have. I need it. <laughs> I need that in my life. She'd be so good. You got to show me the baby. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, she... nothing, tra la la. <laughs> oh my god, I want to hear her rendition of Magic Dance. Wow. Right? Wouldn't that be so good? That'd be so good. Yeah, listen, it's Hollywood, the chartographers at gmail.com. And maybe she could write some newer, better songs for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yes, for the, all the other non Magic Dance songs. Like that perhaps. ballroom scene. Yeah. And like those fire dudes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chili Down. Yeah. <laughs> right, that one. Yeah, I also love it. Well, she also directed that segment for that one female-fronted horror movie anthology, XX, which in the KXP interview, she's like, yeah, they approached me like, do you want to direct a horror movie? And I'm like, yes, I absolutely do. I didn't think this is something I wanted to do, but now I think I'm kind of in love with it. <laughs> right, yeah. now that it's been offered yeah. to me, of And course. apparently she might be directing, like, an actual movie 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 at some point in the near future, too, like a full length. Like, she's talking about the script that she had from this, like, well-known, you know, screenwriter. She's like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's make it happen. It'd be like, interesting yes. if she also did the music for that. It's one of those things where, like, I think that would be cool. I also feel like that would be maybe be too much of a workload, because, like, you know, Prince thought he could do that, and as we all know, that wasn't a thing. Like, if you're directing the movie that's one thing i think if she was like producer on it yes and like helped workshop the story but wasn't directing then i could see her doing a soundtrack yeah. but yeah otherwise i think she would just burn herself out too yeah. much so you know and i don't think she's go ahead because what is directing if not just coaching actors do we really need her to coach actors well and like <laughs> and she's worked with some terrible ones, so yeah. Speaking of, no, why, I don't like. Well, why... she's dated some terrible ones. Yeah, actors. exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing about the Cara Delevingne thing. Taryn and I fucking watched Valerian, the City of a Thousand Plants. Okay, but Cara Delevingne was the best part of that. She was also the best part of Paper Towns. Oh, oh my god, that's right. That's the one where the girl disappears and mm-hmm. then she leaves the cryptic clues for the boy and the boy is to find her across all this fucking... I'm surprised you saw the YA adaptation that was uh, Paper Towns, Bobby. Yes, I saw it in the theater. Oh, why did you do that? <laughs> well, I, I saw the other John Green movie adaptation, so I thought I would follow up. The Fault in Our Stars? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And you cried during that? 
I don't think I did. I think I was left a little hollow. Speaking of soundtracks, though, with great songs from them. <gasps> boom, boom, yes, boom, fuck clap. yes. Yeah. I saw her live. That was great. Yeah. Oh, we saw her during uh, Lollapalooza. And oh, she brought yeah, out Cupcake, a... and she brought out Halsey for some reason. And, wow. Uh, and yeah, she yeah. brought out Halsey to sing Wannabe. That's crazy. <laughs> it was pretty surreal, honestly. Man. <laughs> yeah, but Cupcake was goddamn great. The most vulgar female rapper there is, who should also work with St. Vincent, I'm just saying. Uh, that was the other thing. Like, I would have liked to see when Lady Gaga did her fucking Bowie tribute at the Grammys. I'm like, St. Vincent, yeah. I think, would have done this a lot better. Because I feel like when Gaga did it, it was all, like, puppetry and prose. Whoa, can you imagine a St. Vincent Super Bowl halftime show? I... I can imagine. Yes. I mean, I think it will exist in the realm of pure imagination, but, uh, you know. Imagine. But then again, she did do that remix from Maroon 5, and they're going to play the fucking Super Bowl halftime show. Shit. I know. Oh so. my god, what if they bring her out as a guest? That'd be so insane. Yeah, her It'd and be Party like B. Madonna bringing out MIA for some reason. <laughs> or LMFAO for some other reason. Who the hell knows? Ah, uh, good times. Bobby, any other last-minute thoughts on St. Vincent? Uh, just that she did, in one of her early EPs, she did a cover of Jackson Brown slash Nico's These Days, yeah. which is awesome. Oh, yeah. she also does a cover on, there's a Fleetwood Mac compilation yes. where a ton of people do covers of their songs, and she does Sisters of the Moon, which is Ooh. not my favorite Stevie Nicks song, but... Um, <laughs> It's her and another guy who I forget, but they they totally reinvent it. It fits her style perfectly. It's really fun. It's like, if you're, it's not like essential listening, but if you're a fan of her, I definitely recommend checking it out. She also did a cover of Loving You by Minnie Riperton with John Legend. And it is beautiful. Um, I also, I think it's really cool to see how her vocals have progressed throughout mm-hmm. her career. Mm-hmm. Um, not that she was ever, she's never a bad singer at all. Right. But she, just gaining in confidence and then having the ability to sing Loving You, which is a very difficult song at all. With her friend John Legend. And, yeah. like, she has, like, vibrato, and she has really great tone, and it's nice and open, and, like, she she really knows how to use her voice effectively now, even though it's still very... it's. I would describe her as, like, a demure vocalist, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, except when she's, like, screaming. But, yeah, it's it's just... It's really cool to see her growth in that way. What do you think it's like to be essentially a rock star and then go home and, like, go to a family reunion with, like, your brothers and sisters and, like... You're just like, hey guys, it's me, I'm Annie. You know, Annie. here's the here's the thing. I genuinely feel like in certain cases we have to for, we keep forgetting that you know we I would like to say are like pretty culturally informed people, and not everyone is. You know, like I say this and I mean this. A lot of people love the band Imagine Dragons. I don't love the band Imagine Dragons, but a lot of people do. And it's not like any fault of their character or anything like that. I mean, kind of, because they suck. Yeah. But, like, the people love them, you know, absolutely. There are certain contingents that we'll never meet. I feel like a lot of her people like, oh, you tour and stuff. Okay, cool. Like, I really am not sure how many people keep close That's tabs, true. You yeah, know? like, considering her personality, I could totally see her having a family that's like, how, that's nice for you. That's good, sweetie. Can you grab that garbage bag on the exactly. way? Right. Yeah, exactly. I had a top ten album. I won the Grammy for Best Alternative We album. really need these potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Take that's that true. I'm sure that when she won a freaking Grammy, they were very excited for yeah. her. But <laughs> You know, small things like that. Are you thinking about your future life, Bobby, as a rock star? No. Okay. But... Yeah. Hey, remember the time Grimes started dating Elon Musk for something? Uh, <laughs> they broke up, right? 
I don't. Did they? I, don't I thought know. they did. Maybe they. This did. is a, an irrelevant 2018 questions for you listening to the podcast, friends. Right. I think we're good. Google it, then email the Chartiers <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, listen to our episode Elon on Elon Musk. All right, so. Oh. I can't wait until Grimes has enough material for us to do an episode on her. It'll yeah. probably only be like 2030. Yeah. You know? But like, I, I'm still very excited about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, cause like we saw her live also at Lola and she Oh my gosh, she was incredible. God brought wow. the goddamn Playing the guitar with drumsticks. Yes. What? That's such a St. Vincent thing to do. For real though. I saw her at Pitchfork. Grimes. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Good. Hot takes for Bobby right here. Good, coming good, at you. How was your week last week? Oh, it was good. I voted. Good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Voting's fun. Voting's great. I think we should all vote. I think we should also well, vote for St. Vincent. The unfortunately, this album's going to come out, or this album, this episode's going to come out after the vote. Right. But, you know, cool. Good job, Taryn. <laughs> all right, we should end this. <laughs> Alright guys, in the meantime though, if you have additional thoughts or things, please let us know via the Facebook, the Twitters, the SoundCloud, the iTunes reviews, the chartographers at gmail.com. However you want to do it. Uh, in the meantime, Bobby, as always, thank you so much. Well, thanks for having this me. This is your fourth appearance. Yeah. I hope it's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this was your favorite appearance that you've ever had. It might be. I mean, we were, we were quick and dirty. We got through it and uh-huh. I, I got my picks I how know, I liked them. David Bowie though. Yeah. That was such a good episode. Yeah. 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 I was actually, I'll be honest, 100% honest, we were worried when we brought you in. Something because I'm not sure if you remember your first appearance when you did the Decemberists. Oh, how when you and Taryn had the exact oh, opposite actually, opinions. No, yeah. this was I loved this time. Bobby and I like ganged up on you basically. Yeah, that felt really good. Like yeah. Bobby and I just like pretty much agreed on everything, I feel like. When you came out the gate being like, No Strange Mercy is worse than Love This Giant, I was like, What? But uh, I thought, okay, if we just compromise, then I can get my thing later. So. And boy, did you, <laughs> you get did. your thing. You got your thing, Bobby. And I hope that you let Bobby know what his thing is by emailing us at photographer.gmail.com. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Keep on plug, listening. Plug, you know plug. that we'll be, because you're already listening to the podcast, so let's keep plugging it. Buy our merch if you don't have any. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.